Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. Welcome to another episode of the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. I am your host, Dr. Barry Pierre, your favorite board-certified internist, founder of drbarrypierre.com, as well as the CEO of Pierre Medical Consulting, helping you empower yourself for better health with the number one podcast for patient advocacy, affirmation, and education. This week, we bring you a special guest, Jake Steiner, who is a semi-retired stock trainer and investor. But more importantly, he is the host of the web's largest vision improvement community with about tens of thousands of participants. He's written over 1,200 articles on vision biology and myopia control. And today he's going to talk to us about the natural ways to improve your vision, right? Again, as a glasses wearer myself, I was very intrigued on hearing different options and opportunities to kind of improve your vision, right? Because I figured, hey, I'm going to be wearing glasses for a very long time. When you talk to Jake, he feels like, hey, you know what? It, especially if you're if you're nearsightedness, right? Just again, obviously, we're not talking about all vision related issues. But if you're nearsightedness, he does have another option that he thinks would work for you guys. So again, like always, remember to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five star review and tell a friend or tell five friends uh, to listen to this week's episode. A lot of conversation I get right is, again, especially uh, we kind of talked a little bit uh, before I press record. Um, I got a lot of people who again like their traditional route of medicine, like the traditional route of treatment, and they're, they're good to go. But you have others who they want to experience and know what are some other options that may not necessarily, you know, uh, rely on the typical approach, right? So uh, I got I got again email my email box. I said, oh, this I, this would definitely be a great topic for the lunch learning community. Um, first of all, let me uh, you know, and again for those who make it, all his links and information will be in the bio. So again, depending on where you you're, you're reading this, watching this, or listening to this, um, you will definitely get a chance to get all this information. Um, but first of all, thank you for Ms. Donna. Thank you for joining uh, the Lunch and Learn community. And if you can kind of start off, say who. Like who, who's Ms. Steiner? Like what and why is, is your goal, and especially with the title of today's show, um, natural rays, right? To help your vision, right? Help your vision, right? Why why is why has that been your thing? So my name's Jake Steiner. I used to have minus five doctor high myopia. So I was wearing really thick glasses that started in my teens. And I was an investor and stock trader. Back then I was an analyst. Um, so not a doctor at all. I'm not even remotely cool on that level and I just <laughs> I just I was wearing super thick glasses and and in my 20s uh I always went to the optometrist when I was a kid so my parents took me to the optometrist I got stronger and stronger glasses I went from liking sports to just being kind of bullied and an introvert and reading a lot because mm-hmm. when you're a little kid and you wear glasses that's not the easy life yeah, it's, it's now I, I know I was a I was a late comer uh, to the the glasses, you know, family, um, you know, just in I was in I think I was in fact I was a resident and I just remember l- looking one day and I really couldn't see the board and people asked me why I was squinting. I was like, oh, this, this is how I always read. I'm like, oh, you should probably go get checked out. Right. And then I, I kind of joined the family. Now, did you have like, there was like there are other people in your family with glasses, like especially the as, at a young age to need glasses or was that just kind of I'm the only one and um 
Yeah. And I can explain the genetics connection also. Like it's all well known. It's kind of obscure, but if you read all the academia, like there's a ton of peer reviewed clinical science on this topic, which is weird for me to say still to this day, because again, right? Like I'm not in that profession, but I did all the research. So I don't, so I started wearing glasses and at some point that kind of stabilized said minus 4.75 or whatever stayed there till I was in my twenties. And I got lucky. I made a bunch of money. I traveled a lot. And then one night I was looking for a taxi and I just couldn't read the little signs anymore at night that would tell me if the thing's available or not. So that sucked. I went to the optometrist and uh, that was the first time by myself as an adult. And, and I was like, all right, what's up? And they said, you need strong glasses. And that was the first time I asked a question because it was just me, right? I was like, why? What, what's up? And they said, oh, we don't know. It's genetic. Mm. And I kind of have a problem with that as, as my profession at the time was stock trader and analyst. I always ask why, right? Like, tell me more about what's going, what's the underlying cause? Like, why am I having this problem? You're the one treating it, you know, share some insights. And they were just like, yeah, genetic. And our genetics globally, worldwide, didn't change in the last 50 years so dramatically to just make our eyes bad that doesn't make yeah. sense mm. right like you're you know more about genetics just from having more education than i do so you go that's kind of a weird why would that have happened and that's a really dramatic change and genetics don't alter that quickly uh, you know so I, when, I, love, to, I love you i love your train of thought especially early because you know we especially I, I always try to talk to my patients and you know family members uh like if and even that when i was a resident my attending would always tell me the most important question is why right like if you don't ask why you're never gonna learn so i love that even then you're just like you know what that doesn't really it's not jiving to me right now like i i need more i need more explanation here yeah right like people are so and it's a lot of what i do now people get annoyed with me because they're like just give me the steps like what are the steps and i always start with understand the biology like especially when some crazy dude on the internet who is not even right. I'm not an ophthalmologist. If I was okay, but don't trust some random guy on the internet. Whenever something weird comes up, scholar.google.com, by the way, is my favorite website for that stuff because it's Google just for peer reviewed clinical science and medical journals. So it doesn't mean you want to necessarily read all that stuff, but you just want to go, is this crazy talk? If I do a quick search, do I find a bunch of research or is this guy just out of his mind? So big fan of that. This was before internet right this was 20 years ago so i went to the library and uh, yeah you know how that was and i started researching this stuff and it was super weird because i found that the cause of why you're wearing glasses is completely well known there's 50 years worth of clinical science explaining it one weird that was the one weird thing and then the super weird thing was i found a ton of science google's calling now you find tens of thousands of articles on this glasses, the treatment actually make your eyes worse. And it explained why it was, it was super weird. Cause I'm not, you know what I mean? My parents are both doctors. My dad's an internist. I, I like what modern medicine can do. Like I'm not into conspiracies. I'm not into like, oh, you know, just eat herbs and you'll be fine. Yeah. But, but I'm like, that's right. Like that's super weird. And then I went to the, to an optometrist with all that, like I printed out a bunch of stuff. I'm like, what's up? And they kicked me out. Oh, and wow. I'm a polite guy. Wow. Yeah, they were literally like, if you're not buying glasses, they didn't want to hear about it. I'm just like, just tell me 
right? Like I, I was assuming right. this is a professional. I'm like, I'll pay for your time. Like, it's not, a, not a problem. And he was just like, get out of here. And that's, that set off. This would have gone a totally different route. We probably wouldn't be talking today because then I started doing all this research, got further into it, started a blog that was just a bunch of rants and rambles. Now it's a huge community, right? Like a lot of people are doing this and we figured it out, right? Like I'm not wearing glasses. I got 20, 20 eyesight. You don't need LASIK. You don't need contacts. You don't need eye vitamins. You don't need exercises. It's a pretty easy fix. Sorry to break your concentration. I know you are probably knee deep into today's episode, but do not forget, check out our Lunch and Learn community store, shop.drbarrypierre.com. Remember to use the code EMPOWER10 and make sure you are leaving us a five-star review, especially on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. It was, it was interesting, especially because you kind of mentioned the fact that glasses don't that don't fix your sight, right? And I don't think a lot, again, obviously, even as glasses where I don't think people realize that like the glasses essentially train your brain to say, hey, when you're looking through this specific device, right? Like this is what clear looks like. But the problem is as we get older, if we get tired, we, we wake up, all, all it changes, which is why we constantly have to go to get checked every year because like, it changes as we grow, as we get more stressed and everything else. So I love that you, you again, you hit on right on the head because again, those, these are questions that I, I love for my patients to ask, right? Like ask, like you, you should be asking, you know, obviously we're talking about, um, you know, uh, myopia, and everything, but like you should be asking about everything, right? Like, why is it the way it is? And why does this specific medication work? Uh, be, because when, unfortunately you ran into the, the wrong type of, uh, you know, uh, optometrist, I'm not sure, uh, because you you would you would want someone to be welcoming, right? When someone's bringing you, like they're doing the work, they're, they're at least going in, they're doing some homework, and they have some general questions that are pretty viable. Say, hey, you know, I'm I'm, I'm doing all this reading here, and I'm just trying to figure out, like, like is is this really the the route for me, right? Because because at, at what age was this again? About you said twenty was when you're twenty ish, early twenty ish, right? So again, you're you're still in that kind of that mind where you're like, you know, like the way he's going, like I'm, you're going to have me wearing glasses forever. Right. So I just want to know, like, is, is this the route, you know, that, that that's for me? The problem is they have something called seat time. I learned all this stuff later. I do a little research guy right? Cause I'm an analyst. So I, do you buy a stock? Do you sell a stock? Do you get involved in this company? Do you not? So you want to know what's up. And so I started doing research on how that business works. Seat time is a thing. So how many minutes is the dude going to sit in the seat before you sell him glasses? And when I walked in there, I walked in the wrong place, right? Like there, it's a guy that, that, that works in there. That's got a quota to meet. And he's like, this dude is not going to be seven minutes that I'm given for this guy to be in there. And then the profit margin is 5,000% on average in glasses. These things cost two to $5. What you're wearing on your face right now, that just the lenses without right. the frame, two to five dollars wholesale to the optometrist. Like, you know, right? Because you want to help people, but you also have bills. Like, you got you got to pay for your life. Huge margin. So you're sitting in there, right? And it's like half your leg. I, I signed up to do stuff, help people. I was excited about it when I was young, right? Like, I went to school, but now I'm like hundreds of dollars. I'm charging for this thing. Right. hundreds of dollars cost me two bucks there's a if you google la times lens crafters there is some um 
executives from LensCrafters that left that told the whole story. It's a hundred billion dollar industry that just mm. sells you glasses. And they know next year you're going to be back for stronger ones. Cause once you wear them, you need stronger ones. So they're just like, they're making a ton of money. I love and, it. And I was going to say, because on your website, you have the headline that says nearsightedness is not an illness, but a hundred billion dollar business. And I, again, like I said, that's, that's again, that, that hits me, right? Because obviously I'm, I'm in the business, right? So I'm, and I'm, but I'm as, as not only a practitioner physician, but I've been on the other side, I've been a patient, right? In various instances, right? So like being able, and as a physician, you can't be the best physician you can be if you really can't put yourself in your uh, patient shoes, right? So yeah, I just, and I just love that again, you're able to kind of analyze and say, you know what? Something's not right here. And instead of me just saying, oh, you know, this is cockamamie stuff, like, no, I'm going to do the work. And then I'm going I'm to show you, like, I did the work. I'm, I'm showing you, I'm getting it from credible uh, sources. And, and, and please kind of help guide me, right? Because clearly right now, it seems like in your 20s, you're on this journey, right? You're like, you know what? Like, I've, I've been dealing with this since I was little. I didn't. It's not like it was a fun time for me while, while I was dealing with this. And I'm trying to think of something else, right? Like I'm like I'm trying to go in this, this direction here. So what happens, right? After you, you get this encounter and you essentially you're kicked out and they're like, get out of here, right? And then you start blogging, which it can, uh, I, I remember I started blogging in 07, right? 06, 07. And it was, especially as I was a medical student at the time and it was so taboo, right? Because they're like, oh my God, a, a doctor blogging? Like, because of course right now, social media is great. Everyone loves social media, but like back then you just couldn't do those things. So what was your journey like, especially when you started just kind of typing away? Dude, how much easier was life before we had to figure out all this video stuff and podcasts and all of this? You just write something, you sit in your underwear and just type something up and be fine. Now it's like, do I look right? How's the light? Right. SEO, all the, oh yeah. <sighs> that sucks. So it, it was, it was nothing for a long time, but I loved doing it. It was like, I'd have a coffee in the morning and I'd write horrible stuff still online, by the way, mostly just rants and just, just terrible things that were hilarious to me, but not meant for an audience. They were just like a way to get it out. Cause I'm like, as I was researching more and more, do you want the story of what actually causes myopia for context? Okay. Cause I think that'll get people a little yes, more definitely like upset and excited. Like what actually goes on? So the reason you first need a glasses eyeball, and this is easy to explain to you, right? Cause you're in the general field eyeball fluid filled ball, right? Lens in the front retina that receives the light in the back lens does all the focusing like a camera lens focuses a light on the retina in the back circular muscle called the ciliary that, that bulges that lens, the closer you are looking at something, the tighter that muscle gets. So relaxed muscle for distance vision, about 20 feet, the muscle starts working. The closer you get, the tighter that muscle gets to refocus the light on the retina in the back of your eye. Once you start seeing, looking at that, you go, huh, that's interesting. When you stare at a screen, muscle's super tight. When you stare at a phone or a book, like the closer you get, the tighter that muscle gets. Mm. Do that for eight hours, right? What muscle in your body wants to be at full maximum tightness for eight hours, yep. nothing, right? Yep. So at some point you get a muscle spasm. And if you go to scholar.google.com and you type in pseudomyopia, 
So not real short-sightedness, tens of thousands of results of just peer review clinical science, not, you know, like SEO stuff, just science in ophthalmology and optometry journals that go nearsightedness, short-sightedness starts out as a muscle spasm. Not a question. A, a bigger term that I like more, near-induced transient myopia, near-induced, so caused by close-up, transient meaning temporary myopia. Tens of thousands of results. There is science, clinical science going back 50 years, people figured out that muscle spasms. So what happens is, like if you set a camera to manual mode and have it set to close-up focus, and then you move the camera to look at something in a distance, it's blurry. And it's not because your camera's broken, it's because it's set to close-up. And that's what the stuck muscle does. It just has your eyes set to close-up mode. And because you do it every day, every day, every day, that muscle never fully relaxes. So at best it goes to like medium distance, not genetic problem, your eye is not broken. It's just, it's stuck, not in distance vision mode. If the optometrist told you that they'd be out of business, right? Like they have a way to, they need a way to feed their family. They're not taught that in school, but weirdly enough, you open an optometry journal. That's what it says. It's right. In so you wearing glasses today, if you would have gone to the optometrist, then it would have been like muscle spasm, man. You need a weekend camping. Your eyes would have been fine. <laughs> and, uh, what I love is, and especially, I'm, and I'm, of course, as you're talking, I'm just thinking about wow, like, especially in a time like this in year 2022, where it's, it's so common for us to have something close to our face uh, to read, right? You know, from, from a cell phone, from a tablet, from anything else. And so, so just the, the instance of overworking that muscle is probably, I, I, I'm pretty sure the numbers have probably showed, have probably increased dramatically over probably the past decade with just the advent of social media and the way that now everything can be really in the palm of your hands. Dude, when did it happen to you, right? It's when you were studying more than ever before. Mm -hmm. that, that's what happened. You just spent so much time in front of those things. You didn't have time to go do other stuff, hobbies, go outside, play, you're just studying, right? And it's muscle tight, muscles tight and muscles still tight. And then you sleep and you wake up and the muscles tight. 10 years ago, I wasn't getting em um, emails from parents. Now it's every day, every day, because iPads are babysitters. In the last two years, like I used to get three, 400 emails a day before COVID. Now it's like wow. seven. Wow. Because since then people are locked down. You have like, you do your meetings online instead of, you know, walking around in the office, kids going to school in front of the iPads, it's just dramatically increased. And the thing I just say a million billion times is the muscle stuck. You could print an eye chart, you could hang it up and you could just, before you start work or study or binging Netflix, see what line you can read. And then after all that, see what line you can read. It's not going to be the same one because muscles mm -hmm. just a little stuck. So if now you went, okay, no more close-up until I can read the same line again, you'd be fine, right? So it's like a scale. It's like a, just checking your weight. It's the same thing. You can just be like, can I see clearly like I did before I started work or Netflix or whatever, and then just let that muscle relax. Like it's, it's the answer is so annoyingly super simple and it doesn't turn into a real problem till you go into the optometrist. And once they sell your glasses, another thing happens and then you're kind of stuck. What, what, what is the, the, the process, right? Especially 
you're 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 starting to blog you're blogging to yourself but then you start realizing that you know what there there's other people because typically at least for me i'll speak for myself when i started blogging i thought it was just for me right i just i'm I'm typing away i press publish i keep moving it it wasn't until probably like midway through my maybe like second year of school i started i started noticing that people like in my class also read it right so like all of a sudden (laughs) Like I had a community. I didn't realize I had a community, but I had a community that was kind of going with me. Like, what was that journey for you? Especially as, again, you're just kind of, you know, you're, you're just kidding around, but you're doing your rants. And then you start noticing that, oh, like, hmm, I'm not the only one who, who's dealt with this problem or who has asked the question, why do I have to keep on wearing these glasses? Or is there a, a better alternative? It, it was weird. I'm still... It's freaking weird because I'm just a guy, right? Like that there is not, for example, we put up a, because you see the stats, right? Like people are reading it and then you get emails and whatever, but it's not the same. Like uh, when Facebook became a thing and we made a Facebook group and I was like, whatever, you know, I don't, I'm not into social media. It's got 24,000 members now. Mm. Like it's shocking. I just, you know, open a door and people just come pouring in. I'm like, I had no idea. Yeah, I saw the stats, but I'm not really internalizing that. And all of a sudden you're like, there's a lot of people. I started a YouTube channel a few years ago. It's horrible. Like I'd put no effort in it. It's not scripted. It's just more rants, right? It's got 40,000 something subscribers. It's amazing to me that it sucks in a way that I'm an answer to a thing that lots of people are way more qualified or should be way more qualified than me who does terrible rants and terrible podcast interviews to be like, dude, your eyes are super fixable, right? Like muscle spasm. And then the second part is the glasses. I can explain how that happens. Super fixable. And it resonates with people for some reason. I call myself the last living eye guru. Now, yeah, I would argue, right? And I, I, tell, I tell my patients all the time, right? Because I think a lot of times we do, we do hold a significant weight, right? As a physician, right? We do hold a significant weight when it comes to healthcare, health expertise. Uh, but like, ask me something about like nutrition. I was a doctor. He taught us two week course of nutrition. That was it. So I, I think the general public would be surprised that of the blinders that some people, like especially in our profession or even optometry, like may have like to topics that they think is like right in the ballpark. So again, I, I would, I wouldn't take credit away from yourself um, as being a de facto expert, right? Because again, if you're the one doing the reading, right, you're, 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 you're again, it's not like you got foundational stuff that you're leaning on, right? And people are coming to you and you're able to help them in any type of way, right? Again, you know, it's, and you, no one says you have to be the smartest person in the world, right? You just have to be smarter than the next person. That just is what yeah. it is. You just have to know more than the more, the next person, in, in that regard, right? So, talk before before we kind of get into some of the the ways you do it, right? Kind of talk about the, like the glasses phenomena, right? As far as like what happens, like obviously we, we got the muscle spasm, we see the muscles, but what happens when the person gets glasses, and and, and how does that become problematic? So. I thought this was super interesting. When I read this stuff, sitting in a library, I remember going, this cannot possibly be true. Like I just kept piling on books. I'm like, this can't be, can't be true. Scholar.google.com, you type in lens-induced myopia, meaning nearsightedness caused mm. by lenses. 
freaking weird because you're going to get tens of thousands of search results. And here's what they tell you. They basically tell you that glasses make your eyes worse. Not just, you know, side effect, whatever. They make your eyes worse. Part of the function, right? And here's, here's how that works. Like eyeball, right? Like lens in the front, retina in the back. Right now, that muscle is stuck in close-up mode. Right, like if you set the camera to manual, it's in close up, you can't see anything at a distance. What the glasses do is th the light is not hitting the retina, the light is focusing in front of the retina because it's close up mode, right? But you're trying to see something at a distance. So the glasses move the light further back in your eye, right? The muscle's supposed to do that by relaxing. If the muscle would relax, the light will go further back in your eye, focus on your retina, and you'd have nice, clear distance vision but the muscle stuck. So the lens in front of it moves the light further back to hit your retina. Now you've got nice distance vision. It's like, a, it's, it's just ignoring the muscle spasm and compensating right. for the spasm with the lens. So, so, so instead of allowing the muscle to relax is just moving, which, which the muscle would have done if the muscle had it. I'm like, okay. Right. So, so the lens does it instead. There's something called, so the eyeball, right? It's a fluid filled ball but the, the surrounding tissue is flexible and it needs to be the perfect exact shape. Like one millimeter longer is three diopters of myopia, right? So the eyeball really has to be exactly right. It never is. So it's got a mechanism built in to make itself shorter and longer that works all the time. Like there's studies that show within an hour, you can measure a change in the length of the eyeball if you put a lens in front of it. So it's got a built-in mechanism that adjusts. And the way it works is something called hyperopic defocus, where the retina or there's a system built into the retina that checks, does the light hit exactly on the retina? If some of the light hits in front of it, then the eyeball shortens, like trying to get to the light to focus exactly on it. If some of the light strays behind the retina, right? Like it doesn't focus there, then the eyeball elongates. It's always trying to catch the light, basically. Right? right. Like if some of the light scatters in front of it, it shortens. Okay. If some of the light scatters behind it. Yeah. Just, it keeps adjusting itself. It's not a while you're growing thing. It's all your whole life. This happens. The problem with the glasses is they, they move the light further back in your eye works perfect for distance vision. If you take them off when you use a computer, the first time you buy glasses, they're not that strong. Your eyes will never get worse. But if you wear them all the time, if you wear them during close up, the distance vision it moves the light back. It's perfect. But for close-up now, some of the light hits behind the retina, causing the eye to get longer. And longer means the light's even further away from the retina. Mm. So that's why a year or two from the first time you go to the optometrist, your vision is not as great as it was the first day because the eyeball just got longer, right? Like, because it doesn't know that there's glasses in front of it. It's just compensating for some light hitting behind it. Right. Now you no, get stronger. The light's ones. refractory is like the light isn't hitting where it's supposed to hit. So it's just compensating for it. Right. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's not, that's why I say it's not an illness. It's not a genetic condition. It's a perfectly healthy eye that gets longer because you put glass on it. Russian draft dodgers, for example, they figured this out. Just kids that didn't want to go to the army in Russia. They figured out if they put on minus lenses, the glasses that you're wearing for distance vision, if they have perfectly good eyes and they start wearing those, they're going to have worse vision because the eyeball elongates. <laughs> so draft dodgers would wear glasses when they don't need them, take them off, and now the vision sucks. They don't have to go to the army. 
the Elvis. Right? Wow. Yeah. So this is not just a, a <laughs> fluke. This is a thing, man. Like if if you got perfect vision today and you don't want it, start wearing glasses. Start wearing glasses. It'll, it'll mess up your eyes. It'll, 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 it'll do the job. <laughs> it'll do the job. It'll elongate the eye, right? And again, this is in clinical science. They measure. They did these studies on freaking fish. I don't know how they put lenses in front of fish, but they did it on fish. They did it on birds. They did it on monkeys. They did it on humans. Same thing happens. You put a minus lens from the eye, whoop, the eye gets longer. Mm. And every year or two, you can go back to the optometrist. You shouldn't, you don't have to, but you can. And they're going to be like, yeah, we got a little bit stronger, 5,000% profit margin. You see perfectly clearly again for a year or two. And that keeps going till either it just stabilizes somewhere. Some people have a genetic marker, like some Asian populations, especially that makes that, that elongation mechanism more responsive so that I will get a lot longer. So in Hong Kong and Singapore, school-age kids, 90% of them need glasses now. Interesting. Right? Like it's, wow. Yeah, it's, it, okay. It's money. Interesting. All right. So you, you, you get to this point, right, where essentially you're fed up, right? You're fed up. You're doing your reading. You're, you're researching. And you're like, all right, like, I need to get these glasses off me, right? Because obviously, again, you, you still got the glasses, right? You're still minus five, right? You still got them. What were some of the steps that you started to partake in to ditch the glasses, right? Like, what was that process for you? How long did that process uh, last for you? So that sucked. That was not any fun. First of all, like, my, the reason I started this really is I couldn't see the taxi, but the stronger your glasses are, the smaller your eyes look behind them right? Because that's how glasses work. It's the compromise, right? Like stuff gets small. So minus five, I had these beady little piggy eyes. I was a single dude, right? Like just, it looked stupid. Like if you wear super strong glasses, and you look in the mirror, you're just like, this is not a good look. Because your eyes are like literally these little things behind there. And right. Like, yeah, that's not cool. So when the guy said stronger glasses, I'm like, I'm not doing that. You're like, no, I'm like, oh, I have it. I, I, I want to see the taxi. Yes. But I'm not going to look even more like a dumbass just you know squinting at people so i figured all this out and then i i was i was pretty pissed because i'm like they're lying right first i was like well weird but then when i went in there and the dude kicked me out i'm like this is not this is not some like far-fetched conspiracy this is like peer-reviewed clinical science and not only did he not want to hear it he was aggressive about it it was just my luck i was like man they're lying like they're freaking Mm -hmm. lying Mm -hmm. was my attitude back then now i'm like it's more nuanced than that but so I looked at all that and I'm like, the mechanism says my eyes not messed up. The eyeball got longer because I put glasses in front of it. So I was making the assumption if I buy weaker glasses, that mechanism works like the eyes not broken. Uh, it's so going to you- get, it's going to get shorter. Right. And there's studies that show that like you put stronger minus in front of it, the eye gets longer. You put weaker minus in front of it, the eye gets shorter. They put plus lenses in front of chickens, the opposite reading glasses. And the chicken eyeballs would just keep getting shorter, right? So I'm like, the thing works. It's just like you go to the gym, you lift weights, you eat more protein, you get stronger muscles. Like the biology is there to support me having good eyes. Right. So I bought a pair of minus threes and then like a total idiot. I don't know. I don't want to be cursing. I went to Laos, (laughs) like, because I was traveling, right? Like I made a bunch of money. I didn't have to do nothing. So I... I went to Laos with these minus three glasses. I couldn't see anything. 
Mm. And I've never been to Laos. It's just some super backwater, pretty country, but good luck finding your way around. If you don't understand the language, you can't see anything. But I threw away the minus fives. I literally was like, I'm never wearing these things. Oh, so you were like, cold turkey. I don't even want that crutch near me that I could go and reach for the fives if it happens to be there. You're like, nah, get them out of here. Don, stupid, right? Like when you're (laughs) 20-something, you're stupid. Sure, sure. And I'm sorry. But it's like, you know, I was like, nah, screw this was terrible right like i mean it was i could still see what happens with the weaker glasses is you don't your vision doesn't get blurrier you can see clearly less far away mm-hmm. i call it the blur horizon like how far you can see away is like a bubble that shrinks the weaker your glasses get so i could still see clearly but just to somebody that i'm standing in front of talking to them but a street sign across the street that wasn't that was out you know what i mean so i was like like this somehow I didn't give up on it. I don't know why thinking back, I'm like, I must've lost my mind. Like now today I would just go back to minus fives and be like, this, this is not working. Right. But at some point, like a year later, I was sitting in a subway somewhere in Bangkok and I was looking at the, the sign on the other side, right? Like the next, what's the next stop. And I could read it. And it was like, that was the first moment where I was like, because I wasn't doing a good job. I wasn't measuring. I wasn't following it. I just, I was in this period of just screw it. I'm not going back to the stronger glasses. At least I look better. Right. I could read the next stop. And it was like, it was a total revelation. And man, this was like 15 years ago. And I still remember that moment going, holy crap. Right. Right. Like Whoa, I can read like, this thing. Especially because it, it probably works. didn't even register at first. Like, Oh no. Because you don't, you know, because vision improves super slowly. And unless you're measuring, which now I have this whole system where how you keep track of that stuff, but I didn't. So from minus five to minus three is a big gap. And I could never read stuff in a subway and I didn't even try anymore. It was just like, I can't, you know, I could read it. I was like, crap, holy crap. And then I walked out of the subway. And from there, I was just like walking around everywhere going, I can read this. I can read that. I can read this. And that was the moment where I was like, this freaking thing really works. And then friends got involved because I was just super excited about it. Some people care, right? Like some people are like, that's interesting. I'll try it. And from then started this whole thing where people would try stuff because nobody knew. I did it wrong. Like minus three was a stupid idea. I should have gone to minus 4.75, right? Like a tiny reduction is what you want. And then now we know every three to four months, you can make a tiny quote adopter reduction and that works. Your mm. life doesn't get messed up. You can still see everything. You just make the smallest reduction you can. In three to four months, your eye is just as good as it was before. And then you make a tiny reduction again. That works. Doing it all at once was stupid. But we figured this out. So over the last, now it's going on 20 years, we, a large group of people playing around, trying this, we figured out how to tweak it to where you don't have to do stupid exercises. You don't have to buy eye vitamins. You make tiny reductions. And yeah, I just keeps following it. And as we're talking right now, I'm not wearing glasses. And it worked. I, there's a ton of people on a Facebook group that went to the optometrist, you know, five years ago, all the way to when they didn't need glasses and they've got the, the prescriptions to show it. Like the, I love your it. eye just adjusts. They've got, they've got the progression going down. Yeah. Right? I'll be interested, especially, uh, I wonder how on board the optometrists were, at least, especially, at least in your case, uh, when you're telling them like, hey, this is what I'm about to do, right? Like, or I guess if you go from five to three, you probably didn't have 
uh, much professional, like, uh, you know, to do in between time. They're like, huh, you want to do what? <laughs> no, I figured out, I, I social engineered that stuff. I'd show up at, then up at an office at like 11 a.m. before lunch, but way after breakfast. And I'd come with donuts and coffee. And I, I wouldn't even try to tell them nothing about what I want because I figured out they just kick you out. Don't want to hear about it. I'm like, don't want some coffee. And I'm just, I get huge headaches when I wear the glasses that you guys say I would. Dog ate my last glasses, lost them on the bus, whatever. Here's what I need. Mm. Right. And then munching on a donut, having some coffee, they're like, well, yeah, I guess so. Depends where you do it. In the UK, none of that. In Asian countries, they don't even care. They'll give you whatever you want. And then depending where you go, it's kind of in between. There's a, a, a sub area of the profession called behavioral optometry. Those guys are made fun of by regular optometrists a lot. Even the Wikipedia articles kind of mean, but mm. they're, they're doing this kind of stuff. They're behavioral. They're trying to fix the eye rather than just selling you something and saying you permanently need this. So there are people that are open-minded and like in a Facebook group, there's optometrists who are like totally behind us. There's a dude in Hong Kong funny story he's an optometrist he figured this out by himself right because i'm not the first guy to read an optometry journal like he read the same stuff but he's an actual optometrist and he's like well shit and so he figured out the same thing i figured out by himself and he started advertising to parents i can fix your kid's eyes right no worries and he got a huge amount of business dude is still practicing today like you can go see him in hong kong what happened is somebody got jealous right? Because he had a lot of business out of this, reported him to the board. And wow. the board shut him down. The board said no license for you. Wow. Not because he did anything wrong. But because that was not what was being like the standard. Right, exactly. Yeah. They were like, we're, that this is not a thing that we do, right? Like, this is not in the book. You can't do this. License is gone. And they finally made a deal with him where they said, you can keep your license as long as you never talk about this again. Even though he brought all the studies, all the research, all the progress from his own, you know, patients. I don't like to call them patients because they're not sick, but he brought all that stuff. He's like, I got proof of everything. And they were like, yeah, if you still want to practice, you will not mention this again. Rough. So it kind of depends where you live. Like there's optometrists that are cool, but you kind of, you have to bring it up. You know what I mean? And then they're not that easy to find necessarily, but like in a Facebook group, sometimes somebody pops up and it's like, if you know what to ask, they'll help you out. So what's, so I always ask, especially, especially for, for, for my entrepreneurs or just, and I'm not sure if you consider yourself an entrepreneur, but just someone who says, you know, I just want to help people. Right. And I've, I've, I've kind of figured out a way to help people. What, what is the, the overarching goal, right? Like in five years, 10 years, like, where do you want to say like, all right, like, I think I was successful in doing what uh, I've wanted to do. Like, what, what, what does that look like for you? Dude, I want a statue in a park, like in a city park with like fountains and a beard, like your beard. Like, I don't have that beard, but if I had a beard, I'd want the statue to have that beard. Right. So when I'm dead, people look back and be like, that dude had an awesome beard and he figured this out. If not a statue, I just want it's like, you know, McDonald's is bad for you. Right. Like you go eat there. That's your own call. But, you know, it's not good for you. I want I would love for the same thing to be true with glasses. Like, you know, sugar is bad for you. You eat it. 
whatever, that's your call. But you know, it's bad for you. You don't know glasses are bad for you, right? Like when I was a kid, when I was 12, I loved sports. I played water polo. I, I was on the rowing team. Instead, I ended up bullied and not doing any of that because I was scared, right? Like once you wear glasses, right. you don't want balls flying in your direction. Your social interactions are different because you're staying through the center of the lens. So your eye movement, your head movement, your neck movement is a little bit different. It, ch it changes your personality, right? Like a 12-year-old doesn't need glasses. If you're asking what I want, I want that parents know this. Right. So just that you're yeah, not taking yeah, the education alone is like, hey, like I just want you to know there is an option, right? I'm screaming. Yeah, I got that's all whatever rooftop is there, there is an option. That's all I want, right? Like I don't want fame. I already got money. I just like if I was, I don't believe in being born again, but if that was a thing, I'd want to be 12 and I want my parents to know the optometrist is not the only answer. Right? Mm -hmm. It's a quick fix, it works, it has a bunch of consequences. Adults do whatever you want. I don't care. But like I got two kids. So I'm not taking my kids to the optometrist for that kind of stuff. And they're going to grow up not being bullied, right? And kicking balls around and, and just being kids. I love it. I love it. So, and so you talked about, you know, before I let you go, right? So you talked about, you got the YouTube channel, you got the Facebook group, right? Yeah. So clearly, you're, like, at least you're, you're, you're there, the community's there. Is there any one favored uh, community group that you like, or is it just like all of it has its kind of plus and minuses, especially when you're trying to, right, educate, right? And the reason why I ask that is I've as a physician, right? As a physician, obviously we're in the pandemic. And you know, because I do a lot of education on the pandemic and you know, relay things, you tend to find the people who don't want to hear what you're saying, right? I'll just I'll just call them that, right? The people who um uh find give give like find the energy, right, to post a crazy comment, uh, wow. to share, to like and, and mind you, I'm on myself, right? Uh, I'm on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, like, like LinkedIn, LinkedIn's, LinkedIn's professional. So they don't, they don't bad mouth you on LinkedIn. Right. But like, I, I, I call them trolls, right? Like I always seem to find a troll who just hates like what I'm saying and it, it just bothers them. So, right. Like, like, as, I'm pretty sure again, when you say like, Hey, this is a hundred billion dollar business. I'm pretty sure as large as this community is, you don't have everyone who's like, go, 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 go. Like, how, how's that experience been for you? Dude, okay, this is terrible. And this is probably because I'm not, my motive isn't money or fame. I love the trolls. The trolls are my favorite. Dude, I love the trolls. I post anytime I find a good troll comment, I am reposting that stuff with a straight face. There's a super good one, like last week, um, that, I, that I found. I don't know when the person posted a review. They said, this only improves your eyesight, not your myopia one star. It was awesome. It was awesome. It makes no sense. Nope. The dude wrote a giant thing that was like, this is bullshit. Like, you, you see better, but you actually still have myopia. Right. It was awesome. So I don't know why. And I think it's... I kind of think in a way that our community has gotten as big as it has because I don't take myself seriously and I love the bullshit. You know what I mean? Like it's the best part. Like the people Reddit hates me. They have a, an optometry <laughs> subreddit. Holy crap. I am banned from that shit. Like they just, they hate me wow. and I love them. I love all of it. It's like bring number one haters mean 
you're working hard. Mm-hmm. If you have no haters, you're doing nothing. Like you need haters. Number two is, especially for a guy like me, somebody's got to tell me when I'm wrong. Right? I don't want to get huge and then find out that I'm wrong. I'd rather be medium-sized, small. Mm-hmm. Somebody pointed out before I sound like an idiot in front of the whole world. So I always look at, at comments that look like hater comments. I'm like, does the guy maybe have a point? Right. right? Or oh, am I to learn from what? Yeah. They, is, I like that. Is my delivery messed up? Like, is this a guy who actually wants better eyesight, but he's frustrated, right? Like, is this just me not communicating well? Right? Like maybe because sometimes when people are hating, it's like they have a feel they're not indifferent. Like, it's not like they don't care. It's just that there's something in they found you. They, they made the effort to read it. And now they're upset. So it's like, what's going on? Right. Like maybe I'm missing something. Right. So number one, I know I'm working hard. Number two, they're educating me sometimes on stuff I'm doing wrong. Number three, I'm like, maybe, right. Like maybe I'm, my edges are rough. Maybe I'm wrong on something. And then last, what I said, I plain just love. I don't know why. Like when I get hate stuff, I'm just like, this is hilarious. Right. And that, and that limits some of the hate because people figured out that I love it. I'm not making that up. I genuinely love it. So there's a lot less of it now because they're just like, Oh, they, they know gonna, they, can, they can't get to you. So they're like, all right, I'm not, I ain't going to mess with this guy. No I pin comments like YouTube videos. Sometimes when there's just a really nasty but hilarious comment, I pin it. You know what I mean? So you watch my YouTube video and the first comment under there is just some dude just ranting about how I'm full of shit. Like, that's the best one, you know? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> so before we let you go, where can, where can people find you to learn more information, right, to kind of start the process maybe they're tired of the glasses or they're just they're just tired of the thought of having poor vision for the rest of their life right like where 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 can people find you a member lunch and learn community um you know every link he says uh, will be in the show notes will be in the, uh, the podcast description as well endmyopia.org um this is the website and from there you can find a facebook group and a youtube channel we've got a forum Forum's like four times as big as our Facebook group. Forum's huge and it's not censored and there isn't any other Facebook BS on it. So you can say whatever you want. Uh, I think the community is the real value, right? Because I'm just like, we found out like, who knows what I know, but super interesting that a lot of people are doing this. And I recommend it just because you don't want to pay two, 300 bucks for your next pair of glasses and wear those things forever. And if you're a parent, your kids are going to be bullied and it's going to suck. Like, don't get your kids in glasses. And um, if you go over there, just realize that I'm this dude. Like, I joke a lot and I make terrible rants. So you kind of got to look past that to find good answers. <laughs> I love it. Again, uh, thank you so much, for obviously, for taking your time out, uh, really to educate the Lunch and Learn community on a topic that I know, again, not everyone wears glasses uh or or has issues with vision but you know the ones that do right like again they're you i mean you kind of said it earlier these things are expensive right like so they they want options right they want a a better outlook at a a different way right so again i appreciate uh, you joining uh taking your time out uh to you know to come speak to us and uh, again i wish you all the continued success right and i hope more and more haters and your way, right, to give you the, the, the content that you need. Thank you for getting to the end of the episode. I am yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre, favorite 
board certified internists. Like always, remember to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five-star review, and more importantly, share this to at least two of the five of your friends and family members that you know that could be empowered with the words that you heard today. Again, so appreciative of all you guys' support. See you guys next week.